0: Welcome to Long Stories Short, a podcast where we review two-sided topics on the minds of college students and condense them into informative, civil, 30-minute conversations in order to create wider campus discussions. <music> Utah has an exquisite outdoor scene with spectacular mountains, red rock cliffs, and vistas, and much more. Autumn in Utah is no exception with spectacular foliage. Joining us today is Will Ginsberg. Will is a senior here at the University of Utah, majoring in writing and rhetoric studies. He is also the editor of Wasatch Magazine in U Student Media. Will how you doing today? Doing
1: pretty good how are you? I'm <laughs> doing
0: all right man it's a it feels too early man. <laughs> it's
1: 10:30. it feels too early. Yeah, yeah. for our That's
0: listeners we're recording on a Saturday morning. Um, not very fun getting up this early on, on a Saturday <laughs> I'm not gonna lie I I'm usually sleeping until like 11 right now. But yeah Will so we have you in here to talk a little bit about our outdoors scene here in Utah and mm-hmm. from what I from what I hear you have a lot of knowledge in in regards to that is that correct?
1: Um, I mean I'd like to say I do yeah. Uh, being the leader of an outdoor magazine this year. <laughs> I hope I have some experience, so <laughs> my <laughs> best. <laughs>
0: there you go. So, like, I guess, what type of, like, experience did you need to have to be able to get that position?
1: Um, I mean, that's position specifically, just obviously writing experience, magazine experience, but also just an innate kind of passion for the outdoors, I would guess. Um, that's something I look for in all of my staff this year is, like, we, we run an outdoor magazine, so you better love the outdoors. Really, that doesn't matter how that kind of shows itself. Just as long as you have that passion, we're going to take you on.
0: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I totally understand. So tell me a little bit about Wasatch Magazine here at U Student Media.
1: Yeah, for sure. So we are um, this year publishing four times a year. We're kind of covering all of the stories of students on campus as well as other people doing cool things in the Wasatch Mountains and kind of around the world, we've started to branch out to do more stories as long as our writers are able to travel. Um, and yeah, we were part of the Chronicle, the student newspaper, until I think 2016, and then we branched off because we realized there's so much cool stuff to talk about about the outdoors that it needs this whole new publication. And so we've been going ever since.
0: That's pretty awesome, man. So tell me a little bit about like the traveling that you guys do for this.
1: Yeah, so it's, it's kind of tough. We don't really like we, we, we let our writers travel as much as they're able to. So if they're going on a vacation already, or if they're going somewhere cool in the outdoors already, we're like, hey, can you write a story for us? So for example, we have a writer, they went to um, Costa Rica over the summer, did a whole bikepacking trip through the, like a town the, around the entire country. And so like, there's a story. So we let them write about that. We had a writer um, in the Pyrenees in Southern France over the summer. So we let them write about that. but. Honestly, yeah, we'll take anything. We'll as long as it's about the outdoors. We have a, most of our stories are vocal, of course, because that's where our writers can be. But it's exciting to get more travel in, especially now that everything's pretty much back to normal.
0: Yeah, most definitely. I'm sure that was totally screwed up during COVID and everything. Yeah,
1: it was a it was a bit tough. It was a lot of, you know, wasatch skiing and gear reviews and stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you try to mix it up just a little bit more, you yeah. know, but there's only so much you can do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was also, I guess, kind of a good time, though, too, because, like, I mean, I, I imagine, like, you were out hiking a lot more here locally just because of the fact that, like, there really wasn't much to do. Not many businesses were open. Like. Yeah,
1: I mean, it was it was kind of interesting because you felt so, like, relegated into our basements and everything once the pandemic hit that it actually took a bit of willpower to get outside and hike. But, yeah, once I was able to do that, you really found, I mean, there was nobody on the trails. Like everyone was kind of just sitting at home. It was really a cool opportunity to get out more.
0: Yeah, totally. I love that. So tell me a little bit, like where did this passion for being in the outdoors originate from for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll give credit to my parents. I think they're the ones that got me out hiking when I was, you know, three or four. Got me on a snowboard when I was four years old, I think. And so it started that interest there. And it's just kind of lost some sense. I mean, being able to grow up in Salt Lake City is such a cool opportunity to really spend a good deal of your time in the outdoors and I was you know lucky enough to be able to do that for pretty much my whole life and yeah it just kind of grew ever since I started hiking (laughs) around four
0: (laughs) I love it so I guess one thing I want to ask you about this is what what are some of your favorite experiences in the outdoors like from growing up I guess maybe some of your first ones or maybe your all-time favorite experiences
1: yeah yeah I can give a couple so I guess my first Really the first memory I have outside hiking, we hiked um, Hidden Peak up at Snowbird Ski Resort, and did that when I was like four years old, four or five years old, and it was the hardest thing I'd ever done in my whole life, I remember. I was so exhausted, it took like five hours, but I mean now we can just kind of run up that thing in an hour or two, which is kind of cool to see that. And I guess I'll give favorite experience I've done in the outdoors, it's unfortunately not in Salt Lake City, but a couple summers ago, summer of 2021, I think we tried to hike the John Muir Trail in the Sierras, which is like a 200 mile section of the Pacific Crest Trail. And so unfortunately we didn't make it. We got about 90 miles in and the guy that I was hiking with got hurt.
0: Oh man. So we
1: had to, it was, man, it was a process. We had to like hike out to this weird lake and catch a ferry across the lake during a lightning storm. And, you know, like, set like hunker down in the shack on the other side of the <laughs> oh lake and then hitchhike out of out to the wrong side of the sierras and take a bus all the way back to our car but anyway that was a super cool adventure and you know one day i'll finish that trail
0: <laughs> you know it, it exists as good stories now you know exactly yeah
1: it was not fun at the time but it's a good story to help a story to tell
0: <laughs> yeah most definitely and i'm sure it's one you just laugh sit back and laugh at all the time you yeah know? <laughs> i love that man it's so good to hear So, I guess, let's talk a little bit about like the outdoor scene here in Utah. What makes it so unique?
1: It's the Wasatch Mountains for me. I mean, especially in Salt Lake. Like, it's so rare to have a city of this size and of like this much going on and have that kind of outdoor access that quickly. Like nowhere else can you wake up in your house and be at the ski resort in the next 30 minutes. At like a world-class ski resort, like we can here. And that is just so special. I mean, these mountains are the more I've the more I've even taken on this role in Wasatch and the more I've, you know, spent time understanding them, the more I appreciate what they are. And even beyond that, I mean, Utah is incredible in the south the the national parks that we have, the desert access that we have, the variety of the landscape is all remarkably unique, I think, for a state. And yeah, very special.
0: Totally, I love it here too. And I guess what's your favorite thing to do here in Utah?
1: Ooh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go snowboarding. I think that's that's the thing I've been doing for the longest. That's the thing I'm most passionate about. I started skiing a couple years ago, and it just you know didn't tickle the same bug for me. It's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard, man. I could not pick it up. I kept falling over all the time, and all my friends would leave me behind because I was so slow. But. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, snowboarding is you know got to take the cake for me, but also just getting out and hiking is so easy to do and so much fun, if you know where to go. And so yeah, those two things I would say.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's sick, dude. Okay, so I guess um uh, moving on a little bit now. What what's something that makes the fall time here in Utah so so special? I mean we're we're finally creeping into that to that season. We're we're slipping away from the hundred degree weather. So what is it about fall that it's just so special here in Utah. Yeah,
1: I was, the note I had here is that it's relieving, is something I put down because it has been the 100 degrees, 100 degrees, 100 degrees, all. And now, even now, what, it's like 80 degrees outside and we're loving it. Yeah. It's incredible. And once it even drops down into the 50s and 60s, it just feels so welcome. You know, I've been wearing a hoodie everywhere I've gone this week. Just oh, it's because, the best thing. <laughs> just because I can. And yeah, I mean, and the colors, of course, all of the traditional fall qualities are ever more present here with just the massive mountains shooting up around us we really get a good view of that and yeah it's it's cool also i guess kind of seeing winter kind of creep down from the mountains you like you start seeing that snow dust at the top and you get excited and you watch it kind of creep lower and lower until it hits the valley i think that's pretty cool too
0: Mm -hmm. most definitely dude I know I'm so looking forward to this fall. It's gonna be it's gonna be so nice, bro I just feel like it might get too cold too fast though, too Because like we've been starting to get like extreme heat and then just like really cold out of nowhere Yeah,
1: it's yeah, the two things I had for fall in Salt Lake are relieving and fleeting Because yeah, it goes from 100 degrees to 40 degrees in the span of like four weeks (laughs) Yeah, sometimes sometimes, maybe not this year, but
0: yeah, I don't know man. It's just so unpredictable Yeah (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Okay, so we talked a little bit about like your favorite thing to do here in Utah and that's snowboarding. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear like three maybe not your top three because it's hard to it's hard to rank anything in my opinion. But what are three of your favorite spots here in Utah?
1: Oof man, in the whole state or just around here in Salt Lake?
0: I guess. Um let's talk about around here in Salt Lake. Let's do yeah, three okay. in here in Salt Lake and then after let's do three in the the rest of the state
1: all right all right we'll see how i do here so i think i'm gonna say all of milkry canyon is kind of holds it's near dear my heart because i grew up right next to it so i go up there every weekend Mm -hmm. but it's beautiful up there there's a hundred so many different trails you can do and they all access different terrain there's all levels of difficulty that's yeah it's an awesome spot i wrote uh the pipeline trail up there is just a super accessible way to get into nature i mean it's just a flat trail pretty much so anyone can do it. It's super fun. It's super easy, really good views. Um, And then I guess all of my favorite spots are just favorite hikes. So I'm just going to say some stuff about that. Oh yeah. (laughs) So I think Lone Peak is my favorite hike in the Salt Lake area. It's, if you don't know where that is, it's like the point of the mountain down south a little bit from where we are on campus. And yeah, that one is long and tough, probably like 12 or 13 miles and like 6,000 feet of vert. But Dang. It's so pretty up there. You get into this big old basin that doesn't even look like it belongs in Salt Lake City. And yeah, that one kind of blew my mind how cool it was. And then also Mount Tipinogus is kind of the same way, I guess, from my third spot. The couple times I've hiked it, you get to the trailhead at like 2 a.m. and you start hiking. You try and get up there by sunrise up to the summit. And that is a super cool experience because you're hiking in the dark the whole time and you don't even know all of this terrain you're passing around you until you start coming back down and the sun's up and you just see how far you went and how incredible this stuff was that you didn't even see overnight. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess those are my spots in Salt Lake. Um, Yeah, I'm (laughs) opening
0: the question up a little bit here for you. (laughs) Yeah,
1: let me see if I can think of the state as a whole. I've spent a couple, during the pandemic, I spent a few weeks, or not a few weeks, a few trips down in Canyonlands because I would never been there before. And that is super cool. It's it's kind of the most mysterious of the national parks to me because it's just so like vast and that there's not really that iconic you know delicate arch or anything there it's just a bunch of little canyons snaking around
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but so pretty and that's especially you know when I went during the pandemic there's nobody there and yeah that was super cool um oh Snowbird, I gotta say, is another favorite spot in Utah.
0: There you go. I gotta,
1: I gotta shout it out because that's where I've been skiing and snowboarding since yeah. I was four years old. Yeah, I was
0: waiting for you to mention a, a resort.
1: Yeah, it has to be snowbird. I I won't hear any argument for another ski resort on <laughs> There you go. It's the, it's the best, and even though it gets super crowded and full of tourists, I still find a way to love it. Um, Let me see, my third and final spot. I'm gonna... I'm going to go for a little hanging free. I'll say arches because it kind of depends on when you go there. Mm-hmm. So we hiked. If you We hiked Delicate Arch. We got to the trailhead at, I think, 11 p.m. or midnight. And it was a full moon. This is just one memory I have. Full moon, you get to the darch, and you're the only ones there at this, like, iconic, like, global landmark. And you're the only ones there. You have it all to yourself, and the moon's out. And that, yeah, that is a pretty special memory. So... I'll say that rounds out the list there.
0: <laughs> I love it. I'm going to have to go try to check some of those spots out. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: recommend them, all
0: of them. <laughs> Sweet, man. That's so good to hear. See, this is why we have people like you around here, to, you know, help uh, some <laughs> of us who are a little less educated in the outdoor scene <laughs> to be able to know what to go hit up. Yeah, I love it, man. So um, a lot of us students are going to be wanting to try to find some good spots to, I guess, go look at the fall scenery right now as, like, the seasons are starting to change a little bit what would you say might be one of the best places to go see some of the fall scenery here near campus
1: near campus um right down the road I guess not really right down the road but like City Creek Canyon downtown is a really good spot to see that I mean you don't even have to get out of your car to see some of that nature up there you can just drive up the canyon and really get a good view of those colors and yeah that's a really nice spot I'll say Mill Creek Canyon again, it's not, it's closer than a lot of places. It's, I, I would guess a 15 minute drive from campus, but all of those hikes up there offer any view of fall scenery you're gonna want. They offer all of the different colors and all of the different animals that are up there. And yeah, it's just, can't recommend that place enough. And an interesting one that I kind of wanted to mention, I don't know if this is the right time for it, but Prairie um, Peak out on Antelope Island is not very close. But it offers a different viewpoint of the entire Wasatch range, especially in the fall. It really kind of accentuates that. And it's really not accessible until the fall because it's on Antelope Island and it's 120 degrees there all summer. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a really fun one. That one I did, I think, last summer. And it surprised me in just how different it is from the rest of the island and how actually fun it is because I never really viewed Animal Island as a cool place to be. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so it's it, just so yeah, out there. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely out there, but once you get above the salt and the flies, it's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would, I would go ahead and say City Creek for as far as being close to campus. I mean, you can get there on the tracks you, and you just walk up there and it's beautiful. So that's a good spot to start.
0: And sick, man. Yeah, thanks for those recommendations. We really appreciate it. So I know you're not gonna be spending this entire fall season in the outdoors so what are some of your favorite fall activities in general
1: Ooh, fall activities in general i mean of course hiking that's, that's a good one but just i don't know just being outside and just enjoying the cool weather as much as i can is my favorite way to enjoy the fall just playing you know playing pickup football again out, out on the or playing intramural football, anything like that. Just those, you know, good old-fashioned American fall traditions, eating the pumpkin pie and <laughs> all that stuff I just get so excited for. Um, yeah, that's. I guess that's what I have for that.
0: Yeah, for real. <laughs> My falls are pretty simple too, man. It's just like football, football and a little more football. Exactly. That's like nah, pretty much it. I'm
1: the same way, man. I spend all Sunday watching Red Zone. <laughs>
0: yeah, man, it's the way to go. Yeah, for real. It's okay, <laughs> having simple desires, you yeah. know sick man so I guess um I just want to give you another shout like a chance to give um Wasatch Magazine a shout out and just tell readers why they should be checking it out.
1: Yeah please check us out where we tell a bunch of cool stories We give our writers freedom to write about whatever they're passionate about and I think that really comes through in the magazine it's really a lot of heartfelt stories and a lot of you know even cool outdoor recommendation cool travel tips cool hiking tips all of that stuff we do we have super talented photographers and all of their pictures are just remarkable they blow my mind because i can never do that um our designer is incredible every every magazine that comes out just is more impressive than the last one to me and i'm so thankful for that whole staff for making that happen and yeah if you can't find our magazine it's on campus you can pick it up at the library but if you can't find it wasatchmag.com is where you can find us or Wasedge magazine on instagram is where you can find us too we post a bunch of cool stuff on there too
0: sweet bro and just really quickly before i let you go i want to ask like what what is it meant to you to be able to be a part of that
1: part of wasatch yeah be a, uh, be a part of huge. wasatch it's been it's shaped so much of my college experience being a part of student media as a whole and a part of wasatch specifically because i started writing again in summer of 2020 so right at the start of the lovely pandemic <laughs> and so it gave me an outlet and it gave me motivation to go outside and to really appreciate it and to study it more than I had in the past, knowing that I was going to write about it in the future. And it's just given me so many opportunities to learn in a hands-on way that you can't really do in a classroom. I feel like I've learned more in the five or six months that I've been editor of Wasatch than I have in a good deal of my classes on campus so far. And so I've just been so happy to be a part of it and you know happy that i walked into this position somehow <laughs> so yeah it's just great i'm super happy about it
0: sweet we love to hear that But well, thanks a ton wolf it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast yeah today.
1: thanks for having me you guys this has been cool
0: sick bro <laughs> joining us today we have ben moore who is a senior at the university of utah majoring in political science and peace and conflict studies he is also the producer of this podcast Okay, Ben. So, let's talk a little bit about some of the activities that are coming up here on campus during this fall. I mean, first off, I want to I wanna hear a little bit from you about this football season because I know you're a huge football fan.
2: Yeah, you know, I've really appreciated going to the games. I've enjoyed following the team this season. Um, obviously, um, so far hasn't gone exactly as I'd hoped, you know, seeing that painful loss against Florida in week one, but I think we still have a good shot at, um, you know, repeating as Pac-12 champions.
0: I can totally agree with you on that sentiment. <clears throat> I think Utah's fine. So, off, off of the along the lines of football, I mean, next week we have our homecoming football game. Um, talk to me a little bit about homecoming. What's what's so important about homecoming, and I guess homecoming week.
2: Right. I mean, so. For our 2022 homecoming thing this year, it's back to the U. And alumni around the country rejoice for homecoming every single year. And with events being completely in person this year, we're really hoping to bring back the energy and the traditions that make the U so special. That's what homecoming's about. It's about the traditions that bind us together as students and as alumni recognizing that we're all part of this campus community.
0: I love that, Ben. So what are some of the activities that will be coming up this next week leading up to homecoming?
2: Yeah, that's great. So on Monday, we're going to be having a movie screening of Back to the Future at 7 p.m. at Stillwell Field. And that's going to be put on by the Campus Events Board. So any students that would like to attend that, I'm sure it will be a great time on thursday we're going to have the uh, fsl Songfest, and it's our longest running tradition for homecoming at the u it's going to be on thursday from six to nine in the union ballroom and that should be a great time
0: i love it and tell us a little bit about the homecoming football game next week
2: next week homecoming you know we've got um homecoming game versus oregon state 12 p.m Oregon State's having a great season thus far. We'll see how they perform today versus USC. Maybe if they're undefeated, there might be a little more intrigue coming into this game, right? Bringing in a high-level opponent in order to help our football team gain that resume that they need, you know, in the eyes of the Pac-12 and the eyes of the College Football Playoff Selection Committee.
0: Love to hear it, Ben. So I also hear that we have a homecoming dance this next Friday. Is that correct?
2: Yes. So the homecoming dance is going to be Friday from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. at the venue 669. So the number six, the letter six spelled out, and the number nine, that's the venue in Salt Lake.
0: Okay, awesome. We're, we're really looking forward to homecoming week. Um, ben, what's so important about going about the homecoming dance? Why should students go to and try to attend this, this next Friday?
2: I think the homecoming dance is going to be a great event because we don't we haven't had a whole lot of these, right? So maybe some of you haven't been to a dance since you were in high school, but um, it's we're gonna have DJ Argus there and it's going to just be a great event for people to be able to party.
0: Awesome, kid. do you have any final words that you'd like to, to say about homecoming and other fall activities on campus?
2: Yeah, I'd just say it's important for us to get out, to be involved, to be active in our campus community, because for so long, for these past few years, we've been hunkered down, social distancing, not being able to have these activities as we would have liked, and now that we are able to be fully back in person, it is so important that we engage with each other within our community so that we can create that once again to how it used to be.
0: Certainly agree with all that, Ben. Thanks for coming on the show with us today.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Okay, we have our panel here with us today. We'd like to go around and have everybody introduce themselves real quick to state your name, your pronouns, and I guess your major too. And what is your favorite
3: fall activity here in Utah? I'm Parker, uh, I use he, they. I'm a Film and Media Arts major, and my favorite fall activity, I really like dressing up for uh, Comic-Con and for Halloween.
2: I'm Ben. I use he, him pronouns. I'm a Political Science and Peace and Conflict Studies major, and my favorite fall activity is the various Oktoberfests.
0: I guess wrapping it up, here I'm Neil. Um, I'm a Health and Kinesiology major, and my favorite fall activity Honestly, I just really like sitting around and watching scary movies, and just like going on nice little walks with my dog
3: in the fall weather. They, it just feels so nice outside. Now, Neil, you say you like walking out your dog. dog? and watching just with movies. my dog and that's just your favorite your dog. and I said me what my and my dog was too. You and but dad. I know that both of those are I mean, lies gross. because I know yeah, that like who is, a
0: is watching football that's uh, true ben,
3: hey Benjamin no yeah. Yeah, this is Benjamin. yeah it. but like hey, ben, <laughs> the ben, problem Lee, is, is I had to like
0: go and find something different I
3: don't know I should have just admitted it it's fine it's fine it's okay Uh, I love the fall it's great tons of good football tons of good football it's great weather outside right now uh and by that i mean it's 80 degrees i I work with kids and we got to do so much more fun activities during the fall than i mean not compared to the summer because we have a lot of fun during the summer but like there's so much that they just get tired in like 30 minutes because it's too hot but now during the fall it's way better again
0: yeah that's like really the big difference is it just like opens up so many different opportunities you can go and you can do Things like play Pokemon Go with you with the yeah. kids and everything because, like, you can it's actually pleasant to be outside. Like, I can walk my dog like really at any time of the day now because, like, she's not gonna burn up on this on the sidewalk out there because mm. it's
3: 100 degrees and it's just so gorgeous. Have you guys been either of you guys been to any of the places that Will mentioned?
2: Yeah, I've been to most of them. I like,
3: maybe one or two. Okay, yeah, I've been to Temp, uh, it's almost the same exact experience. That you described. Mm-hmm. Except we we almost made it to the top. It was We were like 14. We almost made it to the top. And it was sunrise. We, were, we planned it out perfectly so that it would we'd be at the top at sunrise. So we could see it there. Um, and even though we were beating the speed we were supposed to be at, we missed sunrise somehow because the scout leader messed up or something. Gosh. And then there was a giant line to get to the top of a mountain. A few of us were just like, we're not. We're gonna stay right here, just below the thing where the glacier is, and we took a nap because we were up since like eleven p.m. and it was great. And when we woke up, there was a little herd of mountain goats just like walking by. It was really cute. It was a really great experience. Just really passive is great. Yeah. Have you ever done Kings Peak here in Utah? Um, I have not been to yeah. Kings Peak, but I I camped at the base or not the basin, but there was. I guess it is kind of a basin just nearby. It there's a uh, there was a lake. Yeah, uh, we backpacked up there, and this is another f- story involving the same exact people. <laughs> there's one friend, Nick. He was fly fishing on the ri- on the lake for hours and hours and hours, and he <laughs> could not catch a thing. <laughs> and our scout leader, who is like his job is, he was like a model for REI. Like that was his like <laughs> primary source nice. of income. Nice. <laughs> was like, man, this is a great shot. So he gives his camera to my buddy Caleb and says, this is the button you press to take the picture. I'm going to go up there. It's sunset. I'm going to reel up, even if I don't catch anything, take the picture. It's going to look gorgeous. And he goes <laughs> up there, and he takes the fly fish from Nick, and he, he reels out, and he pulls up, and immediately there is a giant fish on his line. <laughs> gorgeous sunset, lake, mountains, everything. We go down to check out the pictures, and Caleb pressed the focus button over and over again and not the picture button. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that memory lives on just the Iconic. memories. Iconic. Yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. So yeah, Kingspeak is, Kings is also gorgeous. Yeah, so Kingspeak is fun. Yeah.
2: It's I hard. I love the high uintas. I haven't done Kingspeak, though. Mm-hmm. So. Dude,
0: that's one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah. It's yeah. like we backpacked there in. It's hard. It sucked.
2: It's a really hard hike.
0: I was like 16 or 17 or something. And we like hiked in because, you know, you got to backpack in and that's like in and of itself is a really long one. It's like I don't even remember how long the hike is, but it literally took us the entire day to get from where we parked like way outside of the like way outside. And then like we hiked in literally all day and it was like nighttime sun was going down like when we finally got to where we were going to set up base camp and it was just like one of the hardest things i've ever done because i mean we we camped out that night and then the next day um i think we hung out the next day and then the day after that was when we were going to go you know summit king's peak Mm. and that was so tough but like I'm not a huge camper or anything. So being there for five days and taking the, like the breaks in between was like killing me. I was like, can we just go up to the top and come back down and go home or something? <laughs> and so like, I'm like looking back on it, I'm proud of myself, but like the whole time I was sitting there, I'm just like, I, I don't want to be here for like five days. Yep. But like, it's something that I'm, I'm glad that I did. I, like I look back and I'm proud of myself. I'm like, you know, I learned. I probably, like, gained some, like, wisdom or something. I don't know. But I-, I did something hard that I didn't necessarily want to do. And it was a cool experience because
3: it's, yep. like, gorgeous up
2: yep. there. You passed the Dungeon Wizard test, Neil.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> uh, Will mentioned uh, Antelope Island. Have you guys been there? Mm-hmm. I've yes. been there once. Frequently. I love Antelope Island. Some guy almost hit me with his truck over there. Again, same group of people. We went camping up there. It's a fun area. There's, like, a, a cabin at the top of the island. And it's like one of the oldest buildings in Utah, and they have just like a bunch of like pioneer stuff to do. And usually, I find it like pretty boring, but it was a good time. I learned how to bo- use a boomerang there, which is kind of irrelevant to that cool. building, but it was it's cool. And like, there's all the buffalo re- walking around, and I went and saw the. Bu- I went. I mean, you shouldn't get up really close. Did you see? You any absolutely wings? should not get up really close to the buffalo. But we absolutely did because we were 14 years old. (laughs) Did they have wings? They did not. Uh, They do have a little restaurant on Antelope Island that sells Buffalo burgers, though. Nice. Yeah. Gotta love
0: it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, there were tons of cattle just wandering around when I I stayed over there. Uh We had like a huge bonfire, just like with a bunch, like stacked a ton of pallets and like did a bonfire the night before. And the next day we were kind of wandering around the island, you know, just like going on a little hike. And this guy came up and it was like he thought we were messing with his cattle uh-huh. and we're like we're literally just hiking up the mountain but he sees us like near his cattle and so he comes whipping up in his truck and i kid you not almost hits me and like just screams at us to stay away from his cows and we're like dude like w- we weren't even doing anything and he just like sat there and still chewed us out or whatever and we were just like fine we'll just like go back down the mountain what the heck and mm-hmm. so then he just like finally left us alone. That was mm-hmm. my experience on Antelope Island.
2: Mm-hmm. Man, beef. I mean, it's what's for dinner and when that's your industry, Neal, when that's your source of income, those darn teenagers, you know.
3: You got beef with them.
2: You got beef with True. them. Exactly.
0: Yeah. True. You got to have you gotta have beef with everybody, I guess, you know.
3: Yeah.
2: When you're a rancher, you definitely have beef with everything.
3: Uh, Will, Will brought up uh, skiing, which isn't really fall Unless uh, we're really lucky this year, so I hope yeah. we are really lucky this year. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. I've been skiing a lot. I know Neil's only been once because he mentioned it. Ben, have you? Yeah, went I ski much? a lot. Yeah? I
2: mean, like not like a whole ton. Probably not as much as you, but like I grew up skiing. You got a pass this year? year? No. All right. I've never had like a season pass. I see. We go like once or twice a year. Got you know? it. Got it.
3: Yeah. I've got the Icon Pass, and I'm so excited. If you guys want an Icon Pass, I believe the Free Skier Society on campus is still selling them uh, last time I checked. They're selling them for discount, and it helps a uh, club on campus check them out. They
0: know? usually sell out of those student discounted
3: passes pretty quickly, don't they? Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. No promises.
2: Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's not just the pass though. It's like, yeah. skis are expensive.
3: Skis are guess. expensive. Um, there's a great place I wish I remembered the, uh, the address, but I can't. It's called the Ski Truck. It is a great place. It's just like a warehouse of skis and snowboard and ski and snowboard stuff. They're all used, and they're at a great pa- they're great price. Good to know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I say we always go to Ski and See, but.
3: Yeah, Ski and Sea is good if you want to rent. Yes. Um, ski trucks to own. Which, oh, okay. Uh, I think it is preferable. At I least agree. for me. Um, especially now that i'm like an adult and i'm not growing anymore i'm not getting taller and need new skis it's, that's true it's just way better to own it especially how much i go
2: that is so true yeah
3: yeah um and we got homecoming coming up um this should be this podcast should be out in time for it yeah. uh have you guys ever been to any of the dances the campus has thrown on
0: No. I never Uh, have. This is only my second year. Yeah, it's your second
3: year, and Ben was a transfer, and we've all been here during COVID. Yeah, COVID,
2: Uh, just like 2020. I came in fall 2020, man. Yeah. And then fall 21, I was in D.C., so... Yeah. Yeah.
3: But I've been to all the homecoming games, you know. That's a little different. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We can't talk too much about football. We just had a football episode, but...
0: And you you just can't get Parker and I going about football, anyways. Yeah, you really we'll can't. We talked about it that the whole would be afternoon.
3: Just bad news, bears. Um, let me check the scores real quick. <laughs> Mid podcast is, is Michigan still tied? I don't
2: know. I guess we can check. No,
3: Maryland's up by three. What Let's by go. Three? Let's I go. Hate <laughs> How is
2: Maryland up by three?
3: I don't know, man. Um, we're getting off topic, though. Anyways, yeah. I mean, homecoming.
0: I, I can assume homecoming dances here in college are like. Maybe a similar vibe to the ones in high school. Yeah, but like I, feel I hope like not because not many high school go. dances get cringe sometimes.
3: Yeah. I don't know. I thought about going, they had like uh, a queer dance last year during mm-hmm. Pride Month or oh, cool. Pride Week. And I thought about going, I did not, but I, maybe I would this year. I don't know. Yeah.
0: It should be a good time though. Like I've seen the videos posted on social media. Doesn't seem like, to get maybe as many people as they want to go there but it seems like the people that go definitely want to be there so yeah. like it's it would be a, a good time and honestly I might have to consider it
3: yeah
2: would high key recommend you've never been yeah so okay so I can still recommend
0: all right it's the former high school student body officer and him <laughs> <laughs> all right
2: all right sounds good We're, that uh, wraps it up for this let's episode wrap it up all, all right yeah. goodbye we love you all thank you for listening
0: been a long story made short. Thank you for listening. Long Story Short is an affiliate of Our Stories, UCAS, and University of Utah Student Media. Please make sure to visit our social media accounts at our.stories with a one on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and soon-to-be TikTok.